For our next spooky season recap, we're covering The Dark King by Gina L. Maxwell. It's the first in a new urban fantasy series called Deviant Kings about fae royalty ruling Las Vegas. Content warning that this book includes one BDSM scene among several BDSM scenes that's dubious consent. We also invite you to prepare for our next recap by watching the 2014 movie Spring, which we'll discuss with our horror correspondent, Deanna. Hi, Meg. Hey, Liz. How are you? I am unwashed. (laughs) (laughs) And freezing. Yeah, I'm cold. (laughs) But I like it. I like it that way. I would much rather be cold than hot. Hmm. I am never at a comfortable temperature, <laughs> but, but I do think I would rather be fall is perfect because mm-hmm. I don't like to sweat, but, I hate but, anything, but anything else, like I can't deal with it. Well, I today am in danger. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Why? Because I have like a weird, I don't even know how to describe it. Like my lower back it feels like something is very tense mm-hmm. and needs to be stretched out mm-hmm. and like if i move wrong i have pain and mm. i've been sneezing a lot today so mm. i'm like one sneeze away from a back spasm being, from not being able to move <laughs> oh, no. do you have a heating pad somewhere yeah that might be worth a try. Yeah. And, and aging is such bullshit. Yeah. It is no joke. <laughs> because once I finished taking a Peloton class and I was like, yeah, I'm so strong. I'm so powerful. And then like I lean, I, I twist over to either grab my water bottle from <laughs> the from the table that's right behind my bike or the remote to mm-hmm. like adjust the volume and I was stuck. <laughs> yeah. I had somewhat of a similar experience this week where I had to go to the dentist to get a filling, which mm-hmm. is unpleasant anyway, but I have to hold my mouth open for a length of time. And because of my TMJ, I had to like physically like reach up with my hands to try to close my jaw because it was just stuck open. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like it's this sh- I don't know how to describe the feeling of like immediate freak out when your mouth is just like stuck in an open position. <laughs> I I would imagine it's similar to when you have one leg hanging off of a stationary bike and <laughs> everything feels like pins and needles all over your body and you're like oh no i can't move <laughs> off of here oh, no. <laughs> i live here now <laughs> was it was eric at least home no oh god i was shit out of luck <laughs> so what you do just like slither down the bike to the floor kind of i was just like okay i'm going to try to adjust as much as i can so that i don't make it worse and then mm-hmm. i'm gonna wait and then I'm going to slither. <laughs> and I slithered onto the couch and just couldn't move for, for a while. Dang. That's a very Miranda moment from Sex yeah. City. 
It was extremely that. <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't naked, so. <laughs> that that would be worse. So we're here to talk about the Dark King. Who does not age, so. <laughs> Good for him. I guess technically they're aging because they have a lifespan of like 500 to 600 years or something like that. Yeah, and he's 170 yeah 170 ish yeah um but biologically he's like a 30 year old which then i have questions about Bryn based on what we find out about her right right because she is 26 right yeah so then the big big spoiler so you know what we're talking about she does turn out to also be Faye, even though she thinks she's human the whole time Mm -hmm. so like if if was she aging in human years or in fey years because if she's aging in fey years then she's not like a contemporary of cadence the way he tried to make it seem like well 170 in fey is basically like 30 in human yeah does that mean that like she's a baby to him like does it make does their age gap get worse because she's fey i don't know i think it's like I think it stays bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because, like, I, it's unclear on if they... They must age faster to adulthood and then the aging process slow down because otherwise they'd be Oh, they baby. do a Renesmee? <laughs> yeah. They no. do a regurgitation? A Ragnarok? Because <laughs> um, otherwise they would be, like, in baby form for so long, yeah. like, decades. So I think regardless, it's a it's a pretty significant. I mean, that's worse even than Edward and Bella's uh, age gap, just for context, everyone. Yeah, well, at least Caden fucked <laughs> before Bryn, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I have not read a Faye book before this. Neither had I, I don't think. So I wasn't exactly sure of the mythology of the fae creatures, like what what their attributes are, what they look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how consistent it is across different like fae books. Well, because I haven't read any fae books, I don't know what the consistent characteristics are aside from having some kind of powers and being hot and also (laughs) having some kind of court structure okay and what i know of fey folklore Mm -hmm. is just like fey are not like cute sweet lovely creatures like just don't fuck with them Mm mm-hmm and never say thank you to them because it's like a trivial thing to them. And also you don't want to be beholden to them. You don't really want to accept a gift from them. You don't want to give them a gift. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that because of what I know about folklore, I've never been drawn to fictional fae in romance because... They seem dicey. They seem dicey. Sure. Um... I don't know if it's my thing, but 
I don't really know how I can say that because I because vampires like are my thing. So like, how can I draw the line at one type of mythical creature? What's interesting about what Gina L. Maxwell did with this world is that the Fae have attributes of other paranormal creatures we see in romance. So they're shifter mm-hmm. Fae. And they have fangs, they can draw blood, so there's vampiric aspects. Can do magic, some of them, conjuring. Yeah. Uh, would have had wings. Would have had wings. Um, and in the book, it's implied that, that vampires exist in the world. Yeah. He's because like, Caden says... He doesn't want to out other creatures. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's a faux pas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it it takes place in our world. Mm-hmm. Present day. Present day, mostly or entirely in Vegas. Yeah, which was, a, that's what made me be like, okay, this is a fae book that I could try out because yeah. it's not high fantasy. It's still urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the deal is that um Caden Veron has a empire of businesses and power in Vegas but then on the other side of the veil sort of he also is literally a king of the dark fae as opposed to the light fae and who knows if there are other kinds of fae I don't know so so there definitely are because those were the only two that were exiled Ah, okay. So Caden is a billionaire real estate mogul in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which bold setup <laughs> in in these trying times. In this economy. In this economy. <laughs> but um <laughs> But so what's interesting is that they have basically been there since Vegas was just a desert. Like Mm -hmm. everything that Vegas is, we're led to believe that they were behind it, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because that means that they've been around for so long and just had to like, I don't know, do a cullen, like new identities and, but in the same city. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Like, how many times has Caden been his, come back as his son, you know? Yeah. Which is weird when there's also, he had a father until true recently. Yeah. And so it was his father's generation that was exiled. Because mm-hmm. he did not remember a time before the exile right right he never had wings so and the exile was caused by a romantic betrayal yes yes so it was some someone had an affair with Mm -hmm. someone and as punishment the fae queen was like all right well the put a blood curse on you put a blood curse on you that like any fae who marries they will feel such horrific pain when their spouse is away from them and they will die. So they'll get sick and die if their they person stray. 
is yeah if they stray and if their person is far away so like if you're a married fae like there's no like taking a girl's trip away from your spouse <laughs> you deeply fucked <laughs> yeah you're deeply fucked you're just like so the way that they've gotten i think they've gotten around that by like having consorts instead mm-hmm. of wives yeah i think of it as like the situation in dune you're gonna have to explain it to me uh, you haven't seen dune no oh my yeah, god i sure as fuck haven't read it <laughs> <laughs> well i won't be reading it either but um so the ruler played by oscar isaac okay uh he's the leader Daddy. of house of- exactly he's the leader <laughs> of house of Trades. Um, he does not have a wife, but he does have a consort. Okay. Is a witch. And that's um I don't know why they don't like actually marry, but it seems like the same kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like you don't want the the burden of the title, maybe. Yeah. But, but they do the have perks. children together, right? Yeah. So when the first movie ends, so their son is Paul Atreides, who mm-hmm. is Tishao, mm-hmm. and then she is pregnant at the end of the first movie and oscar isaac is long dead <laughs> so, um, anyway yeah okay yeah so it's exactly like that Caden and his brothers their mother was the king's consort and their parents had kind of a distant relationship to avoid any kind of bond yeah you don't want to accidentally get too attached to each other yeah so Caden is at his casino one night and he's very reclusive so he's not often there but mm-hmm. he just so happened to be doing the rounds because he had to go and fuck up the manager of one of his strip clubs who had been harassing the dancers and mm-hmm. uh forcing them into involuntary sex work for him <laughs> And also stealing from him. And I like that what Caden is more upset about is the fact that he's been mistreating these women and not the fact that he's been scraping off the top. Yeah. Although he's so fucking rich that, like, if he was less rich, I don't know if his priorities would be the same. You know what I mean? Okay. But, like, which one do you think Jeff Bezos would care about if, (laughs) if he were a strip club owner? Okay. I mean... All right, sure. That's really not saying much, though. <laughs> it's really not saying much, but w- when you're working with a billionaire romance hero, you gotta like sure. take what you can get. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we should say that our, our heroine, Bran Mira, mm-hmm. is uh, not a billionaire. <laughs> no, she's just a regular old mil- Midwestern girl. Yeah, and she has recently lost her job. She's between jobs. Yeah, she was in PR. And she gets this fucking letter in the mail that's like, hey, come to the Nightfall Hotel in Vegas for an all-expenses-paid trip. And she's like, cool. (laughs) Yeah, so I would be suspicious I would have made some calls first. And she does have the letter. She's like double checking things. She's ready to bring out the letter and be like, I got this. I made the, I did all the steps. Mm -hmm. Uh, She gets there and she meets a woman in line and they're chatting. And the woman says, I have waited three years. Yeah. I I was on a wait list for three years. 
to I very very vividly remember this character who we don't see again. Her name I is Mandy. We see her again. <laughs> her name is Mandy. She's like, you got a horseshoe up your ass. Yeah. And I was like, I'm loving Mandy. I'm loving what I she's I never doing. heard that phrase before. And just the other day my husband said it and it was you a have weird simulation. I have not. Is it only popular to horse country or Maybe. something? Maybe. Huh. So Mandy's like. I've waited three years for this. It's so hard to get in. How long did you wait? And she's like, two. And Mandy's like, two years? You're so lucky. And she's like, no, two days. I found out <laughs> two days ago that I was coming. And so she gets there. And there is like a little bit of a mix up with her reservation. But because of that, they are going to like bump her up to this very fancy suite. Mm-hmm. And, and they, give her, like, they, they loan give, her a fancy necklace to wear. Yeah. Do they, like, set up her reservation or anything like that? I can't remember. She ends up going to the club. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and they're like, here, pick from these necklaces that you can borrow free of charge. And she's like, eek, hope I don't lose these because mm-hmm. I can't pay for them. And she sees when she is in line, she sees Caden and... Caden has this aura about him where people are just like screaming at him, like, everybody's. <laughs> and everyone knows who he is. And he's like a celebrity, right? Uh-huh. Which I don't know if I saw. I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be. And if I saw them, like, would people be yelling at them? Yelling positively or negatively? <laughs> positively. <laughs> like, because like negatively. A world- yeah, negatively yelling would be easy to arrange. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also the billionaires that I'm aware of are like not hot. So yeah. maybe if there was a hot one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you automatically become unhot by your capitalist overlord status. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, no one is coming to mind. So yeah. he is like a celebrity and a billionaire and hot and he's just got everything going for him mm-hmm. so they see each other and there's instant attraction and Kaden has this aloof air to him where she doesn't realize that he's also like holy shit who is that who is she <laughs> and but she's like oh my god this man is unreal <sighs> and then they run into each other at the bar yes and he, he seeks her out. He I seeks think. her out. Yeah. He like sees her on the ooh, like surveillance <laughs> yeah. footage. <laughs> no, um, I, okay. So at the she, he goes to the casino. He sees her at the casino first, and then they go okay. to the bar, and then they go dancing. Okay. Yeah. And he's just like they're vibing mm-hmm. on each other. Yeah. She goes to the roulette table. He's like roulette has the worst odds. She's like ah fuck it. She doubles her money. Uh-huh. <laughs> they Oh, that's and- right. The hotel gave her like a chip, like a yeah. quantity of money to gamble with. Mm-hmm. She doubles her money. I think she goes in with three hundred dollars and she mm-hmm. ends up with six hundred and she's like, that's all I want to do. I was just gonna play with a set amount and I played and now I'm done. She's a risk taker, but also pragmatist. Mm-hmm. 
is what we're supposed to get from Bryn. And he's so taken with her. He follows her to the bar. She's like, I was surprised that he didn't just like leave me just stay at the table. Yeah. And he's trying to continue this. They go, they have a drink. Even though people were yelling at him earlier, no one is bothering them at the bar, which we find out from Caden's perspective is because he is glamored mm-hmm. himself so that no one pays attention to them. <clears throat> and right. the last thing we know about that night until the next morning is that they are going to go dancing. But I don't think we actually see the dancing. Mm-hmm. We see Bryn wake up. And she's like, oh, I had the best dream that I was being just ripped to shreds by this hot <laughs> man. <laughs> having her guts rearranged. <laughs> having my guts rearranged by this hot man. Why am I awake right now? I want to go back to the dream. And it turns out it wasn't a dream. Uh-huh. And she doesn't realize this until she gets room service that she didn't order. And it's made out to mrs varan and she's <laughs> yeah. like what now this is a mistake just because we were seen together that's not no but she has this platinum wedding band on her finger <laughs> and she's like what and she turns around away from the croissants and coffee and there is kaden she's uh-huh. like where the fuck did you come from <laughs> <laughs> which where the fuck did he come from um the bathroom the bathroom okay I feel like if I woke up, I would notice that someone was in my bathroom. Well, maybe she, they they are meant to be like debilitatingly hungover. Okay, yes. So we'll just chalk it up to that. Right. So they're debilitatingly hungover. They're like, what the fuck happened last night? And if they are- pissed. Yeah, he's pissed. And if they are indeed married, he's like, this is not good. He's like, did you <laughs> drug me last night? And she's like, excuse me, you pursued me. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, my lawyers are going to send you the annulment paperwork. Uh, you won't have to do much other than sign the NDA and enjoy the rest of your stay, Miss Mira. <laughs> and she's like, bye, asshole. Yeah. And he's not concerned about the blood curse because it is only in effect between two fae correct and she's a human and he normally doesn't bed humans mm-hmm. doesn't bed do a lot of bedding anyway since he became king but mm-hmm. he's like okay this is fine we'll just get this taken care of paperwork wise but then someone on his team one of his brothers or advisors they see cell phone video mm-hmm. of the wedding and it is a dark fae wedding ceremony with a dark mm-hmm. fae priestess and everything. So they are actually married in the way that counts. Mm-hmm. Which means that he cannot allow her to leave because he might die. He finds this out um, on a plane. On a plane. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go do very important billionaire business things. Business, 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 business on my private jet, killing <laughs> the environment. Um, yeah. And he starts getting wickedly sick mm-hmm. like black veins sprouting everywhere mm-hmm. they're like what the fuck is happening they go they land that's when the cell phone video is seen and they realize holy shit he's married and this is the blood curse so what's the next thing they have to do they have to kidnap Bryn. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they can't let her That's leave. our only option. <laughs> our only option is a hostage situation. We're going to take her and we're going to bring her to the fancy mansion. We're going to take her phone away. We're going to lock her into this room, deadbolt it from the outside. And at first she is like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to his house to get this all straightened out. That's kind of weird, but whatever. They're putting me up in this room. Okay, that's fine. Um, but then she quickly realizes that she's a prisoner. Right, right. And it takes like a couple of days maybe before he's like well again. Mm-hmm. So in that time, she's just like, what in the actual fuck mm-hmm. is happening? And she's trying to think how she could actually get out of here. And mean, and at one point, someone comes in, I think probably to bring her food or something. And mm-hmm. she tests the door and it was left unlocked. But it was because it didn't need to be locked because they had put a wear shifter fay outside mm-hmm. her door. And she's like, what the fuck is up with this guy he just has like a wolf as a pet what kind of psycho is he (laughs) and this lovely young woman is like oh stop being such a such a menacing mutt like (laughs) (laughs) like and shoes him away and she's like i am fiona i am the housekeeper here real like mrs potts but young and hot energy (laughs) Yeah. In this Beauty and the Beast scenario. And she's like, yeah. I, I'm here to take care of you. You can borrow any of my clothes that you want. Since I know that you only pack for a weekend trip. And they watch movies and they hang out and they quickly become besties. Mm-hmm. And she uses this to get information out of Fiona. As much information as possible about Caden and his supposed... At some point, Caden does say to her and like drop the glamour. Mm-hmm. Like, I am Faye mm-hmm. and she's like oh this is like a D&D thing right this is, <laughs> like it's really good really convincing yeah, I'm impressed <laughs> yeah and does not believe him at all so it's it's a lot of okay let's say that I do believe mm-hmm. this what what's the tell me the the backstory the lore of this mm-hmm. D character that you created <laughs> and she gets that out of fiona but she quickly like i don't think that there's a moment where she's like oh no this is real i think she just gradually is like yeah this is real there's too much weird shit happening mm-hmm. and kaden is not super upfront about the blood curse he yeah. eventually tells her that they have this bond mm-hmm. and that if something were to happen to her then he would die he does not tell her about the fact that she cannot be far away from him geographically Mm -hmm. which i think is a very important detail that he should have mentioned but he's very he plays things close to the vest because he doesn't know if he can trust her yeah like for all he knows she could be like cool great i'm gonna run away and Mm -hmm. hide until he dies and then i'll just be free Although it turns out that that might mean that she dies too. Yeah, it, it's a mess. And she's like, well, what can I do to get out of the situation? I could um, talk him into a fake marriage, un- unintentional marriage with benefits arrangement. Mm-hmm. And 
get him to trust me more and get his guard down then i'm just gonna like walk right out of this highly secured mansion at some that's point. the only logical solution i can see i mean she doesn't have a lot of options no, so it's worth true. a shot <laughs> yeah so as in like any kind of billionaire or like strong alpha hole guy role of course he's in a bdsm <laughs> which apparently is a well-known family trait that all the brothers know about each other yeah weirdly yeah like they very casually talk about their brother's particular brand of dominance yeah and how like like with a level of detail that is disturbing yeah <laughs> To say the least. Did not love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they he starts teaching her the kink ropes because, of course, in these books, the woman is always like a complete novice to anything kinky. Mm-hmm. I at least appreciate that Bryn isn't like a sweet, naive virgin. Yeah. Who's never had her back blown out. <laughs> like, she... <laughs> <laughs> he at least knows something. Yeah, but his whole thing is like, I'll, I know, I'll get her to stop coming on to me by scaring her with my, with my kink. And she's like, ooh, <laughs> think again. <laughs> yeah. Which like, mm, I don't know, maybe I'm making generalizations, but at this point, who is like, oh my gosh, being tied up and being spanked. Like, I've never heard of such an appalling thing. I hate that. I'm leaving. Like, I'm not saying everyone is into kink, but I feel like no one would be, like, super shocked that someone was into that to the point that they'd be afraid. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I am a whore. (laughs) Right? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, we are possibly not (laughs) representative. Yeah. It, like what you like just like what you like i'm not casting judgments on anyone except but it Kaden. does seem like <laughs> as we've discussed before that 50 shades kind of brought that into the mainstream mm-hmm. to an extent so always people are aware of it yeah so i feel like it is now mainstream right yeah it, it, to an extent sure to an yeah. extent but again we are whores <laughs> love that for us have you seen that meme that's like slut era i whisper as i and then you do you're doing something completely not slutty like yeah like loading the dishwasher yeah slut era as i crochet a blanket for my knees (laughs) that is extremely me (laughs) (laughs) right now for me it's slut era as i try to make a mondrian painting out of legos And go to a secondhand Lego store and sort through the bins looking <laughs> for the exact pieces that I need. Slut era. era. Oh, gosh. So, Bryn is, like, wanting to be involved. Mm-hmm. She wants to, like, accompany him to his fay business meetings mm-hmm. and tend to be his human administrative assistant yeah um and she ends up jumping in during one meeting to like offer her pr services to this fay couple whose jewelry store is failing which i don't think 
we hear about like whether it was successful or not? Is that does that happen before the end? Um, I feel like we hear about how she's continuing to work on the project and that it's going well enough that he wants her to work with other okay businesses i can only assume that we're meant to think that this helps their business because sure they try to get Caden to buy it from them and Caden's like of course and i'll buy it for more than it's worth because he's a good king and she's like but like what if you didn't have to sell it and you just have a marketing issue mm-hmm. which i would love for Bryn to come and do author pr for me yeah that would be good yeah (laughs) um because i don't know how to do that and he's really trying to like make it so she knows as little as possible because Mm -hmm. he's planning to like sever the bond annul the marriage and then have a conjuring fae like wipe her memories and Mm -hmm. send her back home which she certainly does not know about that part of the plan no and he, of course, is, like, increasingly drawn to her, but he's, like, not really sure why. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't ruled out that he has been bespelled. Yeah. Somehow. And she is sort of gradually taking on more fake qualities. Mm-hmm. And he's not sure if this is a result of their bond. Mm-hmm. Things like being able to read his energy. Yeah. And notably having a severe poison reaction to lemon. Which she has previously not been a fan of lemon, but she's never been allergic to it. Like need two EpiPens and then need to be intubated at the hospital. And the only thing that helped was fey antidote to lemon. Mm Mm-hmm. This, this comes with a very dramatic, like, her collapsing in front of a table of his business partners mm-hmm. and him being like, breathe, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right after the business partner is like, oh, Varan, you're going to have to keep an eye on her because I might just take her away from you. He's like, business <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> gross yeah i wish that like this were a caricature of how these lecherous old men are but i think that um you can attest that it's not (laughs) wait why because of your previous experiences in all male companies yeah no that's that's 100 percent. yeah true actually that's like pretty much more respectful than i would have yeah and and honestly like my experience in newsrooms isn't much better and there was no alcohol involved there god i wish there had been (laughs) i don't know if you do (laughs) (laughs) oh like for me i feel like i could have dealt with some of the bullshit better if i were able to have a flask at work um so at this point i think he's starting to put some puzzle pieces together and feel like something is really up um as far as like, well, why was she the only one who was served something lemon? Mm-hmm. Um, finding out that the chef had like received a note seemingly from his letterhead asking mm-hmm. for something special. Um, wondering about the Fay antidote working on her, thinking more about 
how they can't remember anything from the night that they got married and how he acted totally out of character Mm -hmm. because he's not a romantic pursuing a woman wooing her being funny kind of guy yeah so he finds this elder fae who has sort of like seer qualities Mm -hmm. and brings him in doesn't tell Bryn like what the deal is and they meet and he like touches her hand or holds her hand or something and it's just like oh it's so nice to meet you dearie Mm -hmm. and then he's like okay you can go on now so tell me everything that you just figured out yeah and the old guy's like well she's definitely not human but i'm not getting fey from her per se Mm -hmm. um you could probably just take a little vial of her blood And that would help you for, you know, a couple hours to get Mm -hmm. away. And I think he's the one who mentions that it was possible there was like a spelled item that Mm -hmm. she was wearing. So he goes looking through her things. Yep. And he finds that necklace that she had been wearing. Mm -hmm. And he turns it around and sure enough, there is some kind of marking on it. Yeah. That when he touches it, he feels sick. Or just yeah. like a surge of some kind of energy. Yeah. And he similarly feels sick because like he doesn't know if she was responsible for mm-hmm. it. But regardless, he determines that like whatever um, is growing between them is like not real. Yeah. Just a result Which is of magic. Definitely depressing. Sure. Yeah. I understand to an extent his reaction, but then like. I'm certain that what happens next is what cemented him as your worst half because you told me that there's a clear worst half. Is what mm-hmm. happened next the thing that was like, oh, fuck this guy? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. So he wants to do a scene with her and he takes her into his red room of pain. <laughs> and they haven't played there before. You know, he's just brought miscellaneous items to his room. Mm-hmm. And he puts her uh, does he put her up on the saint andrew's cross yes he puts her up on the saint andrew's cross and blindfolds her and he's doing he's doing a lot Mm -hmm. he's there's a lot that happens that in that scene i'm trying to remember it there's orgasm denial followed by repeated force orgasms yeah Mm -hmm. there's He's wearing gloves and Bryn automatically thinks like, oh, is he trying to avoid skin to skin contact? So I can't read his energy. That's weird, but I can already tell his energy is weird. Mm -hmm. And then I can't remember what other kink things he does, but what he's doing is he is interrogating her while she's in subspace. Yeah. And then at one point bites into her and takes some of her blood. Yep. (laughs) Without her realizing. Uh-huh. And it is icky. Yeah. That's not good. That's it's not really, good. really not good. It's really not good, but I had such conflicting feelings about it because, like, it was also, I think it was meant to also be hot, but uncomfortable. Like, it was hot. Like, if he weren't manipulating her and like if he weren't like using her extreme trust in him as a submissive to work out his complete lack of trust in her yeah then yeah, it if been you hot. ignore that sure it's fine if you ignore that, 
Yeah, it's not oh. like the the sort of torture itself that's the problem. Yeah, no. It's, it's that it was like not consensual for what it was. Yeah, correct. I think. And yeah, and it was, it is an abuse of his power. Yeah, I think that, you know, like sometimes what you find hot in a dark romance is not at all what you would find hot in real life. But the exploration of this like toxic power dynamic is kind of intriguing to me even though yeah. if if that were to happen to me in real life I would be like you jail immediately <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you and I think at the end she like makes a comment that's like if you do something like that again I'll kill you I'm like yeah. okay well she her internal monologue is that she's like going on along with it sort of because she wants to prove that she's trustworthy which if she is so deep in a subspace is also like how how much is that a genuine choice mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i would have saved out yeah <laughs> i would have been like roulette fuck you <laughs> i'm out i hope out. you enjoy choking on that blood curse motherfucker yeah. yep <laughs> I'm going to go back to Wisconsin where there's cheese. <laughs> so it's during this interrogation that she says, like, the reason that she came to Vegas was that she got this free offer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, 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 our marketing department has never done that. And uh, ends up finding the letter and her stuff and feeling like okay there's there's a puppet master at work Mm -hmm. here trying to bring us together to uh be able to use her as a way to take him out Mm -hmm. here is my grievance with this book and i acknowledge that if they'd had this conversation that there would not be like 50 percent of the book (laughs) but when they are trying to figure out what is happening uh-huh. Could they not have asked her to provide every single detail of what brought her to Vegas and like everything that she did from the moment that she arrived? Yeah, they should have done that earlier. And it's it seems like a natural thing work. to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just your due diligence. Yeah. I feel like Kanan really shot himself in the foot by just being like, we're we're going to figure out what's going on, but not with your participation. You just stay locked mm-hmm. in this room. Yeah. And I get that, like, they didn't feel like they could believe her, but there's also something yeah. to be said for what kind of lies people tell. Yeah, true. That's how detective work works, you know? Like, <laughs> let her tell the story and then poke the holes in it, if there are any, mm-hmm. and then see what you find out. <laughs> yep. So at this point, they've like been very into each other mm-hmm. and now it's swinging back in the other direction because he's convinced that what's between them isn't real mm-hmm. and he's sort of like withdrawing from her and uh, she ends up, he takes the vial of blood and he's like, oh, I got some say business. So see ya. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that it's like this big annual annual ball the equinox the sure yes the ee yeah 
So there's another E in there. I can't remember. And he has left her behind and she's like, well, fuck that. And she borrows a, no, she doesn't borrow a slinky dress. She finds the slinky dress that he had had made for her for mm-hmm. this event. She One of his about. brothers was yeah. like, he, he had planned on you coming because he had this dress made for you. Yeah. So she ends up showing up at this ball and is like, yeah, nice try leaving me at home, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, wow, I'm super into you. <laughs> yeah. And they're, I believe they're dancing at one point or maybe they're just standing with each other. And she's like, what's that guy doing up there on the fucking roof? Yeah. And he's like, huh? And then like an arrow like goes through mm-hmm. her fucking arm. Um, and everyone's like, fucking run. And uh she that's when they discover that she has like super fast fey healing powers mm-hmm. suddenly. And they catch the archer assassin and presumably torture him possibly not in that sexy way (laughs) definitely not in a sexy way and uh find out that he's an agent of the light fey king Mm -hmm. who's the bad guy oh yeah he's the dark fey are the good guys yeah because reasons storytelling (laughs) subverting expectations yeah so Bryn is like you know I could just leave. I could just leave right now. And so she does. And she heads to the airport and Caden starts getting sick mid torturing this guy where he's like, I need to find out everything that I can. So I'm going to power through it. Mm -hmm. Even though the last time that happened to him, he passed out like 30 seconds into his episode. So they She's thinking I'll leave and it'll make his life easier. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking I'll let her leave because I can't keep putting her through this shit. Yeah, I'd rather die uh-huh. than keep putting her through this. And again, she still doesn't know that the blood curse has a geographic component. Yeah, correct. Um also we need to backtrack to the ball when she meets Fiona's mother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fiona's yeah. mother is giving her such like a strange she's look. She's like gobsmacked. Yeah. And she's like, hmm, that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, Fiona's mother, after the assassination attempt, talks to Caden and says, I have a confession to make. I have a confession to make. Um, Bryn is Faye. She is my niece. And she is the result of an affair between a light fae and a dark fae. Mm -hmm. So that's why you couldn't get a read on her because she's not anything that we've ever seen before. She's a very special kind of fae. Mm -hmm. Also, I spelled her to uh, bind her magical powers (laughs) and to make her appear human. Yeah, I I put that human stank on her (laughs) so that she would go undetected because... The Light King killed her biological parents and also caused the car accident that killed her adoptive parents, who she didn't and know And got her fired. And got her fired and sent her the letter. Yeah. And got management to upgrade her and give her the spelled necklace and also got a fae priestess to 
conduct the wedding and everyone who they have manipulated to be a part of this has ended up wearing concrete sneakers (laughs) (laughs) you have to kind of be impressed it's it's thorough and i mean like there's a lot that could have gone wrong just like if bryn had not gone to vegas or if that letter Mm -hmm. had gotten lost in the mail (laughs) but but yeah so basically this Talek guy has had a hard on for using Bryn, killing Bryn mm-hmm. for her whole life, and mm-hmm. she hasn't known it. And it was he he managed to track her down, but needed to lure her to Vegas so that he could get her married and then kill her. So that it she seems like the the more straightforward method would be to like take care of one at a time not like link them together and try to take them out at once Mm -hmm. or was there not any other fae already in vegas Mm -hmm. who he could have talked into this plan well okay i think they addressed that that it needed to be someone who didn't know about the blood curse because they wouldn't have they, they would have known like, oh, so if you're going to go after Kate and that means you're going to kill me. So mm-hmm. I don't want to die. Okay. Yeah. They do address that. So yada, yada, <laughs> right? There's, yeah. Yada, there's... yada. There's like a, an annual or no, it's some kind of meeting where they, the dark fan, the light face need to re-up their peace contract with each mm-hmm. other because of reasons and yeah it's like and he's trap. gonna confront him because yeah. of what he knows now yeah but it is a trap and there's an attack on one side of the barrier Bryn manages to get through to the other side of the barrier so mm-hmm. does finn who is one of Caden's brothers who doesn't like her because he sees her as you know a thing that is putting my brother in danger Mm -hmm. uh but uh he takes an iron dagger meant for Bryn Mm -hmm. to the shoulder and Mm -hmm. he is dying and then fiona's mom out of nowhere shows up (laughs) and is like Bryn has healing powers from her father's side they just need to be activated just believe in yourself yourself. (laughs) like and says an incantation uh, wibbly wobbly bring gets (laughs) pointy ears and fangs and green gold eyes and the whole thing there's this energy crackling off of her and she's able to heal finn and then tlaloc like mustache twirls his way out of there I was like oh this isn't over but I'm leaving <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and, and it said that he was defeated but uh-huh. was he like that he was looking it seems like he just left he's like okay well I'm gonna try again another day I'm gonna try again another day like I don't and feel also, like, like he was injured or anything no and there was like a huge battle going on outside and like we don't really hear about the resolution of that unless he just when he fucks off like the whole his whole forces fuck off too i don't know yeah so i don't a hundred percent love the pacing of that whole thing the last like chunk of the book and i've been thinking a lot about pacing recently because of revising so i'm not an expert because my pacing 
is something that I'm currently working on, but it felt like there was too much at the end of the book. And it did kind of try to weave in the hints. Like it was obvious that Bryn was Faye to me from the moment that like she said early on in the book that she's Irish. Yeah, her name's fucking <laughs> Bryn Mira. And they're like, our homeland is Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no shit. And then there's like a point where he, her her dad has had the same cufflinks mm-hmm. as as Caden has yeah. or something like that. Oh I guess I thought that despite all that flagging, there could have been more about like her powers, mm-hmm. more hint of her powers or like mentions about weird things that happened when she was a kid or... I think that that's what her, her luck and her persuasive abilities are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like why she's good at PR. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So she's learning to be a fae and learning to use her powers. Damn, but like, can she even do PR now? Because fae can't lie. <laughs> they can only tell vague, <laughs> vague, like, fae truths. Tr- <laughs> like, they can lie in the sense of like, I'm not telling you a lie, but I'm not telling you what you're asking me. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, that is pr yeah she's gonna have to like really lean into the pr subterfuge um so she's all pissed at him for not telling her about the blood curse Mm -hmm. and 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 her parentage and he is recovering from the fight or something like that like he's incapacitated for a point and th- anyway they're apart mm-hmm. for like a couple weeks maybe yeah. like they're in the same building but avoiding each other yeah Bryn is training with one of the brothers yeah. with Finn to learn how to fight mm-hmm. and defend herself and, and then he comes to her or she go- ends up going to him while he's in like the shower room <laughs> yeah because Finn had been like Okay, but you had relationships before this, and he had it. He's just a naive 170-year-old boy. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Cut him some slack. Cut him some slack. And she's like, you're right. I have been too hard on the man who kidnapped me and interrogated me while in subspace, stole my blood, didn't let me know that I was adopted, and... That I was secretly Faye and that there was a Faye king out to kill me from the day that I was born. I have been <laughs> a little bit of a shrew. <laughs> so you know what I need to do? I need to put on my sexiest little tiny pajamas and walk into the shower room <laughs> and hear what he's got to say. <laughs> And he kneels at her feet, which is very big for him because he's a big toppy top top. (laughs) And basically swears fealty to her and then like eats her out, like eats that pussy to the bone. (laughs) And and then they're they're good. (laughs) Must have been some expert downtown work because my god like that's a lot of forgiveness from one session yeah 
And then he is trying to figure out what to do. They're going to have a real wedding. They're going to have the Elvis special, Mm -hmm. which I'm into. And the last chapter is from Tiernan's perspective. Tiernan Mm -hmm. is the second brother. And he's been hooking up with Fiona for who knows Mm -hmm. how long in utility closets and such. And they have to go to the ball, the like it's kind of like um the state of the union mm, mm-hmm. but for face so they have to go to the state of the union so they like you know straighten out their clothes they sneak through to the front and he hadn't gone to the meeting earlier about what the big announcement was going to be because he had to get his dick wet <laughs> instead uh so and then like Caden couldn't like text him be like hey so you missed the meeting and it was actually like super relevant to you (laughs) um so like maybe can you stop by my office so we can chat um he's like he could just find out what the rest of the thing yeah I mean knowing Caden I feel like that was just like okay well you you didn't show up so it wasn't important you to find mm-hmm. out what was happening. So I'm going to tell you now because I did not schedule a secondary meeting. <laughs> it's not on my agenda. So he says that as long as the blood curse exists, there will always be a target on his beloved's back. And so mm-hmm. he is going to, and, and that's going to put them all in danger. So he is abdicating his throne and he is going to give up his power to the next in line, which is Tiernan. And we had just heard Tiernan talking about how, like, what a drag it would be to be king. And he's so happy that he's the spare mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end and the setup for the next book in the Deviant King series. And I'm actually like really eager to find out what happens. Oh, we know what happens. I mean, yeah, it's going to be him and Fiona, right? But I want to know, like the romance is assured, like what's Mm -hmm. going to happen there. But I also want to know what happens with the conflict. Mm. Yeah, because he's going to end up bonded with Fiona. So it's like, oh, we have the same problem again. We better work toward a solution. And then we don't know who Tiernan's or who Finn's mate would be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the book, the next book is called The Rebel King. Oh, I hadn't seen anything about the second book yet. Is there a cover? Oh, there is. I really like object covers. I'm definitely like into photography covers first, then object covers and illustrated covers dead last. Hmm. And there's a lot of like, degrees within the illustrated covers of some I like a lot more than others there's a lot of people who have marked this as to read Mm -hmm. on goodreads so overall overall I really enjoyed this and I enjoyed the world building even though I thought that some of the pacing with the world building was off Mm mm-hmm And I liked the dynamic between them. BDSM stuff is always kind of hit or miss with me. 
Yeah. Because it's not my ministry Mm -hmm. and it has to, it has to really be sold to me, like why the dynamic works the way it does. And I always have like, maybe like sort of regressive ideas of like, I really want to see more of women being the dominance Mm -hmm. and men being submissive. And I feel like in romance, we almost always see it the other way around. Right. Right. So it it didn't like hit for me the way that American Queen made me understand the way that that dynamic can work. And I know that you feel differently about American Queen from me because I loved it so much and it wasn't really for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought that this was a really solid read and I would like sequels are hard for me because I do like forget about them and lose interest and like my tbr pile gets out of control but i Mm -hmm. would keep an eye on this series how about you did you get ya vibes from it like i did i didn't but i understand why you did because there's definitely some tropes that we see in ya do you want to tell me what gave you ya vibes well obviously like the spicy scenes were not ya Mm -hmm. But I guess I just felt like a lot of the the character development and the dialogue felt YA-ish to me, maybe because it was like done in pretty broad strokes and there were mm-hmm. some like corny lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I don't know if this was affected by me listening to the audiobook version, but like there are several times where Caden's character was like I'm the fucking dark king mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like all right we we fucking get it yeah <laughs> chill my good dude yeah he's <laughs> he definitely gives a uh, fuck boy vibes like I get that you say that 170 is like 30 because you're definitely immature for your age <laughs> <laughs> so do we agree that he's the worst half oh for sure yeah for sure, because he's like old enough to know better. And I feel like he just did a lot of dumb shit. Yes. Like this could have been wrapped up way, way quicker if he'd asked the right questions mm-hmm. and brought in the right people from the beginning. Yeah. So and was oh, also just like the whole the, the divisive scene between us was like a real dick move. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> I'm I may I passed my judgment last week. Yeah. Um, who was the scene stealer for you? Who was your your runner up? Fiona, which yeah. makes sense that she's gonna be the next heroine. Yeah, I agree. Though I would like to know more about her mom. Yeah. Just like, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I made her into a changeling. Yeah, she's a powerful conjurer and she's like able to keep the secret for all these years Mm -hmm. and is clearly mourning her sister and her brother-in-law all these years later. I'd be interested in the um, like the romance story of Bryn's parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so. I don't know if Seamus was mated, but you know, maybe yeah. like put her with Seamus because yeah. they're of the same age group. Yeah. That'd be cute. 
That would be cute. Okay. So we've definitely already talked about grievances. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything grievance wise that we have not touched on? Nope. I covered it all. (laughs) You? Um, from the way the last chapter was set up with, um, Tiernan being like, wow, it's so great not being the king. (laughs) I was like, okay, so he's yeah be the king we i knew it was coming but it also seemed sort of out of character for Caden because like he loved being the king mm-hmm. and was raised for it and never like want seemingly wanted anything else yeah. so i get that he was doing it to like seemingly in the best interest of his people so there wouldn't mm-hmm. be like a power vacuum but he's made a lot of bad choices mm-hmm. <laughs> or not the best choices. So it he seemed like very ready to maybe too readily give up his his throne. But that could be, you know, elucidated more in the second book, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I see that. I also think that because he has made so many bad decisions Growth? It would make what growth, growth. Like yeah, he's trying something that old Caden would have never done. Okay, <clears throat> so fair. Um, favorite scenes. Hmm. I liked the first night that they met. Yeah, I liked that whole encounter. I liked their banter at the bar. I liked the sexual tension between them. I liked Caden very clearly being like, "Does she just laugh?" Did I say something funny? I'm not the funny one. <laughs> I thought that was very cute. That is cute. And how like she had her money like all stacked up on the bar. Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like how he fucking owns the place, but she was like insisting on at least tipping for his drinks. <laughs> can we explain the money on the bar thing? And someone can please tell us if this is real. I have never heard of this, um, but apparently it's like it's a thing when you're going out in the small town where she's from that you just stack up your cash on the bar and then the bartender just takes what they need every time you get a re-up on your drink. Never in a million years. <laughs> no. Oh, like, what? well, what I need is $300 for this drink because that's how much you have put in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, love that for the bartender. Yeah, what the person next to you in the bar needs is for you to cover their tab tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so let them just like reach over real quick while your head is turned. Yeah, um, I would love to know if this is actually a thing that happens because like my only small town experiences, they're in they're dry towns. There are no <laughs> bars, so I don't know. I guess this is the closest I've come to this experience is my um, knitting group when I lived in Pittsburgh we would knit at like small restaurant bar places Mm -hmm. and people would put their cards on the table and then like not put them back in their wallet immediately after they came back and I was always like don't forget your card don't forget your card And, (laughs) and people would be like you're so responsible. 
Liz. And I'm like, no, I just like know how easy it is to forget shit. Put that shit in your wallet. Why is it still on the table? That's weird. Yeah. That they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have this tendency to sober up real quick when money is involved. Like I've been (laughs) drunk off my ass at karaoke as an intern in Fort Lauderdale and like the bill came and suddenly I was like, everyone needs to do their math. (laughs) (laughs) I think I share that as being my favorite part. Although I have mentioned that I really enjoy Mandy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and would love to see more of her. Would love to know more about her Vegas exploits. Yeah, Mandy was like, hey, if you're here alone, I'm here with girlfriends and we're going to go dancing later. You should come out. Mandy should have been the bridesmaid. <laughs> yes. I At the Dark Faye wedding. I just no, been like, oh, I then, thought it was kind of weird. And, and then she would end up murdered. Yeah, I know. But it's just, I, I keep thinking, I just had the thought of Mandy as, um, you haven't watched She-Hulk yet, have you? No. Oh my gosh. I'm going to spoil a, the best character on the show. Um, this character, Madison, shows up and she's a hot mess party girl. And mm-hmm. she she's like, you know, Madison with a Y, but it's not where you think. And she uh, gets, she gets pulled into another dimension in a magic show by a magician who is using a sling ring so he's a he's an illusionist magician but he's gotten his hands on actual magic magic and wong has been trying to stop this guy for forever because he was like training at some point and then left but he kept the sling ring Mm. and madison shows up in wong's apartment (laughs) and she's like yeah so I got pulled through this portal and there's this demon and they made me give them some of my blood and swear this and this and this and also they had a message for you but like (laughs) Madison was so funny and charming and then we see throughout the episode her and Wong becoming friends like she calls him Wongers and the after credit (laughs) scene is she's in a hoodie in his apartment they're sitting on the couch she spoiled the sopranos for him (laughs) which he hadn't watched the sopranos yet and they're sitting on the couch and she's saying like all these cocktails and asking wong if he's tried them Mm -hmm. and then wong mentions like a weird like yak milk or something cocktail Mm -hmm. and madison's like i would try that and he's like yeah i have some (laughs) yeah let's go so um i just looked her up it's funny yeah Uh, madison and wongers forever uh okay it's m-a-d-i-s-y-n-n see the y isn't where you think i i don't know that it's not where i would i don't know that i would think that there's a y in there at all uh okay um do you have any fan casting i do so i was looking for irish actors and i thought killian murphy isn't quite right um and then i found out that colin o'donohue from once upon a time who played killian hook is irish so immediately 
that cast Bryn for me as Jennifer Morrison from Once Upon a Time because they played mm. love interest in that show. You don't think she's too old? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I I just don't like the pairing of a 170-year-old man <laughs> who looks um 30 with a actual 20 something like if, <laughs> if i were going to do that casting i would do sydney sweeney but oh uh, okay i kind of wanted Bryn to be more mature okay. i mean she's like a career woman she seems to be established and good at what she does like to me it makes sense for her to be a little older okay sure especially if like colin o'donoghue and jennifer morrison are both in their 40s Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Hollywood, that means you can play 30s. So I think mm. it works out. Okay. You? For Caden, I would like Colin Farrell. No way! Is that, Interesting. Is that a long shot? Is no, that... I think that works. Yeah, I think you can do the whole, like, menacing deal and For be sure. dark. Look good with, you know, longish dark hair. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, Irish or whatever. Yeah. And then for Bryn, I was thinking Karen Sheila Gillen. She's a Scottish actress. She is the Doctor's companion for the 11th Doctor. Karen Gillen? Yeah. I've never heard her middle name before. Sheila? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard her before. I'm like, is that to distinguish her from Karen Gillen from Doctor Who? And no, it is her. Of the Galaxy? Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> She's she plays Nebula but... also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I thought Gillen. her. I thought her look was right. Mm-hmm. So, and she's thirty-four, which yeah. seems like a reasonable age to me. Yeah. So. And Colin Farrell is definitely older than that. Yeah. Let's see how old he is. Still a very good-looking man, though. Mm-hmm. He is forty-six. Forty-six. Yeah. So that works for the age gap. Yeah. Sure. Okay, do you want to do a reading for these folks? Yeah, let's do a reading for them. Let's just do, um, what are Caden and Bryn going to be doing now that he is abdicated? What does retirement look like (laughs) for this couple? Probably just boning. (laughs) I'm using the magical tarot deck. Very pretty put the link in the show notes okay first poll is the magician cool second is the knight of pentacles okay third is the two of cups so from this i am getting blank slate i can make my own path decide what i want to do with that's the magician Mm -hmm. now that he has you know He still has duties. This whole thing is still hanging over their heads. But I feel like him not being the one in charge is going to open a lot of possibilities for him. Sure. And then if you just took the magician literally, you could take it as a strong focus on a magical solution to this problem and to breaking the bond. Mm -hmm. I still believe, especially seeing this two of cups, which signals partnership and agreeable partnership that regardless of the bond whether it's broken or not they are endgame and the knight of pentacles 
pentacles being the earth element this is going to be grounding for him and also pentacles taken as financial he does enjoy running his businesses mm -hmm. he does enjoy being the varan king of vegas yeah and i don't think that he's going to step aside from a leadership role in his businesses i think mm -hmm. that he is if anything going to dive further into that okay. and if we're looking at Bryn in this she is now starting up her own pr thing in vegas working with the fate and i could see her doing that but also branching out and creating something for herself with this magician card mm -hmm. where she's doing pr outside of the fey world mm -hmm. and creating something bigger for herself than she would have had she not been fired sure or let go laid off by mm -hmm. because of the light king's <laughs> interference very thorough interference yeah so that is what i see for them all right thank you you are welcome anything else how would you rate this book i would give it three out of five bewitched necklaces okay i would give it 3.5 out of five engraved bejeweled butt plugs <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> i did it it, it has a condo in my head <laughs> it's like are you my queen all i could think of was like engraving bacteria <laughs> yeah but like was it in the shaft part or the gem part I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't remember if it was specified or not. It was not specified. Okay, yes. So, <laughs> so that is a consideration. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you have stayed this long, we appreciate you. <laughs> we will have links for things that we discussed in the show notes. Go and pre-order How That Makes You Feel by El Diaz. Check out our merch so that we can pay for our monthly Zoom membership. And our next episode is going to be on the horror movie Spring with our horror correspondent, Deanna, fan mm -hmm. favorite of the podcast. So if you want to watch that, um, I'll track down where it's streaming and put a link or a reference to it so that you all can watch before we discuss it next week. Yay. And until next time, air kisses. Yeah.